You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Man, God bless you guys. Go ahead. You're going to have a seat today. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed that restless vacation. A week of no ministry, amen, uh, after a great celebration Sunday, last Sunday. Come on, how many how enjoy our Christmas drama? Come on, somebody, give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. It was off the hook. Hallelujah. It's on YouTube, amen. Check it out. Praise Chapel Las Vegas. You'll find it there. Check it out, man. It was hilarious. It was, it was powerful. And I, I was totally, totally blessed by, by our our. our Christmas drama is going to be something that we're going to practice to do yearly. We're going to get better and better at it. We're going to bring more of the word into it. I mean, it's going to be something that's just going to, it's just going to take over, amen. It's going to be awesome, amen. So what a great, great time. Uh, also, amen, just a real quickly, uh, now that we are rested up, it's time to work. Time to go into the new year with a new attitude, man. And God, I'm ready. I'm ready for 2019. I'm ready. Man, I wish I could just show you the banner right now. Man, it would, it, would, it would probably excite you guys, but it's going to be so awesome. It will be displayed at the end of January. It's, it's going to be already ordered. We already got the theme. We got a banner. We got the scripture. We got it all set up. I'm already planning the conference. I'm getting my speakers together. It's going to be an awesome time in September, amen, as we do our, our conference, amen, as we go into our, our uh, uh, 18th year. Hallelujah. It's just going to be awesome, amen. And so it's going to be a great, great time. And so... I've been praying for that. I believe this is where the Lord has us and has given me this confirmation on what the Lord has got us for our new theme, our new banner for 2019. So you're going to be blessed and it's going to be challenging. It's going to be challenging. The, the scripture can go in so many directions or the banner can go so many directions, but I believe the Lord's going to show us all different. Of course, we get our three-day fast. Oh, somebody say, oh, my Lord. <laughs> three-day fast, okay. Three-day diet. Come on, but we really need a fast as a church. So three days is going to be at the end of the month after I display the banners because I want you to focus and fast on the banner, what it means to you. We'll have prayer open uh, here on Monday, Tuesday nights for an hour of just coming together and praying and seeking God and having some coffee together. It's a liquid fast. And so, uh, and so we, we're going to come together on that, and then we're going to break our fast on Wednesday night. Amen. But I believe, amen. That some things don't only come out by only prayer, but prayer and fasting, amen. And so if you want something different, I'm telling you, get involved in the fast, amen. Do the best that you can. Uh, uh, for those that need a little, amen, go ahead and grab a little what you need to get, amen. But don't, don't yeah, I broke the fast and now you have a big giant burrito in front of us, amen. You know, <laughs> come on, this, this, uh, you break it down. If you need to break it down and get a little cracker or something or get a little sandwich, just... That's up to you and the Lord. You don't have to tell me, I broke it, I didn't make it. Don't, don't say nothing to no one if you, if you did that, amen, because we don't want to just, well, he ate, I'm going to eat. You know, we, we don't want that kind of vibe going through here, amen. So just 
can we just all do our best? Amen. And, and, and God will honor that. But I believe that if, if you put faith in it and you say, God, I want to do it, I've never done a three-day fast, I'll, he'll give you the strength to do it. I'm just, you just, just you got to prepare yourself and know that there's some things. I'm going to talk about fasting that Sunday before we get into our fast. And so it'll help you guys to, to participate. Also, amen, the new year is coming, amen. If you, if you really want to have a prayer structure or how to read the Bible throughout the year, we have this daily Bible study, which is on the, the, the table there. And it gives you a, a good way to spend time with the Lord. Not a lot of time, a prayer and, and scriptures. And it, it's right on there, amen. So it starts from January our way to the end of the month. We have a lot of these. And so we run out. I got more. But if you want to get on tune in 2019, say, man, I need to read a little better, better structure, better prayer life. These are available for you. So grab it on the way out, amen, and it will help you out, amen, to help you in your prayer, your daily life, your daily study. Amen? Praise the Lord, amen. Are we excited? Yeah. You guys are excited. How's your mom and dad here and sisters? Look at her, smiling. Woo! Having a good time. So it's always good to have family in town, amen. And so we're able to talk to our families. Hopefully you were able to talk to your families that don't live in, in Vegas, amen, over the holidays. And so it's a great time, amen, to spend time with family. And I, I was blessed with my son here and, and family here. And so it, it's just a, a good time, amen. God, God is so, so good. I hope that you woke up during this season really to be thankful. You know, come on. Any, everybody's going through things, but it should not take away your thankfulness. We are blessed people. Compared to others, I know we don't compare, but we're, we're, we're blessed people. It can be a lot worse when somebody say amen, but, but we're okay. Tell your neighbor you're okay. <laughs> tell your other neighbor, you're going to make it. And tell the other one that's frowning, smile. No, I'm just <laughs> don't, don't, don't tell them that. <laughs> I want you to turn to our text this morning, amen, to 2 Timothy chapter 3. And drop down to verse 16. I'll be reading 16 and 17. I'm reading out the New Living Translation. So 2 Timothy chapter 3, 16 and 17, amen. Praise the Lord. It's on the monitor as well. It's on the Bible app, amen. But it says this, all Scripture, somebody say all Scripture. All Scripture is inspired by God and it is useful to teach us, say teach me, they teach me to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we do wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every, somebody say every, every good work. I have a question for you today, and I don't want you to shout out answers, but I want you to think about this. What is the goal or the purpose of the church? What is the goal or the purpose of the church? See, we need to understand this as we go into a new year. We need to have an understanding or we need to all be on the same page when it comes to the purpose of the church. Otherwise, listen. If we don't know the purpose of the church or why we come together, amen, then all it's going to be is just a gathering. All it's going to be is another social club. 
All there's going to be is a bunch of church attenders. Come on, somebody. Come on, there's churches full of people that are just church attenders. But we here at PCLV are not attenders. We're participators. Come on, somebody. Come on, I need some help from the audience. Amen. Oh, we'll stay here for three hours. Yeah, there it goes. Amen. You, you shout, you amen me. We're going through this. Amen. Hallelujah. But we're not attenders. We're participators. But the purpose of the church is to see sinners get saved. Come on. Come on. His, his, his purpose is that no one perish, but everyone come to what? Repentance, to salvation. And so we have to understand that the purpose of the church, amen, is to say we were all sinners. Come on, we are all sinners and saved by grace, amen. But it's to see the sinner get saved, amen, which comes from our motto, win, build, send. Say that with me. Win, build, send. And we here at PCLV added serve to fulfill that goal. See, I was so proud of our church last Sunday with our Christmas drama because I was seeing them come together and participating. Come on, in, in this church and serving this church. It was great to see everyone serving, everyone doing their part. No matter what it was, it was if it was big or small, it didn't matter, amen. Everyone was doing their part, and it just brought a smile to me. I, I, I stood back, amen. I was sitting here for a while, but then I went back there, and I, I stood, and I was like, man, God, this is so cool. And everybody's doing their part, and everybody knows what they're doing. And, and my brother here just rolling things in and rolling things out. He had a little tough time with the, the chimney there. Eh? Hallelujah. Then Des just came and went, rah, that's how you do it. <laughs> I don't know if you see it. you got to see it on tape. It's hilarious. Amen. <laughs> but everyone's participating. Every, everyone's doing their parts. And even things that they messed up, you would not notice. They just kept going because it was in their hearts. And, and I was so proud as a pastor to, to see them serving and coming together and participating to create something for the sinner. I want you to catch that. Today I want to minister on learn and grow. Somebody say learn. Grow. Amen. To learn and grow. And we do this, listen, through the build part of our model. Amen. Which is win, build, Serve, sin. Amanda's a, displaying it back there, right beside her. See, it's sitting right there. Go like this. There it is. Hallelujah. <laughs> but we do it by offering real faith for real change. Somebody say faith. Somebody say change. See, we got to have real faith. Amen. See, real faith is what changes us. There's a real God, amen, that changes us. And so we got to do it for real, for real, for real, as they say back east. Amen. Real faith for real change. So the goal or the purpose of the church is building to produce, listen, men and women of God. By, but it has to know that when we're doing this build part, it must come from a sincere heart. It has to be sincere. There has to be a desire to see others fulfill their destiny in God. By helping them discover the will of God for their lives. It has to be sincere. It has to be something that to see fulfilled in the destiny of others, amen, by discovering the will of God for their lives. The definition of sincere is this. 
It means this. It's coming. Wait for it. Wait for it. There it is. Honest, pure truth. When we're building each other, church, it must be honest. It must be pure. It must be true. It has to come from the heart, church. See, disciple-making is bringing a person into contact with the living God. For that person in their unique personality can express the will of God in their lives. All of us express the will of God uniquely, which makes the gospel exciting. Listen, we don't all preach the same. Come on. We don't all preach the same, amen. Uh, how I preach, how Brother Derek preaches, how, how Brother Fino preaches, uh, any, any person that comes in here, amen, how they preach, amen, uh, is all different, but it's the same gospel expressed differently, right? We all don't preach the same, but it's the same gospel expressed differently. See, the goal for disciple making is, or the build part is maturity, this is, a, this, this is a must in the church today. How many know that there's a lot of churches with immature people in it? Come on. Well, I'm going to get down there. <laughs> Come on. How many know we need some maturity? Come on. We need some people, amen, that will mature in the Lord, amen. This is what we need to do. Not grow old in Christ, but go to grow up in Christ. Come on, somebody. Tell your neighbor, grow up. Can we be honest? There's a lot of, all of us need to grow up in certain parts in our lives, including myself. Come on. We're not here to grow old. I don't know about you, but I didn't sign up just to come to church and grow old and die. Come on. Come on. I'm here to grow up in Christ. Amen. I hope that you came to grow up in Christ because it's Christ that's going to sustain you through the storms, through the battles, through everything that you're going to face in 2019, church. If you don't grow up, church, you will die. I'm not here to grow old. I'm not here to say, you know what, I got my ticket to heaven. Come on. I'm here to grow up in Christ. And when we do that, church, then we'll discover the will of God for our lives. To be conformed to the likeness of his character. And then reproduce that in others through what? Discipleship. Through the build part. See, God wants to do something unique in each life that's here today. Each person that's here in this place today. But you have to surrender your life in Obedience. So not only you have to understand that you got to grow up in maturity, but it comes through obedience. See, no one likes to surrender. Come on, we'd rather fight. Come on. Are you going to surrender your car to somebody or are you going to fight for your car? Come on. Come on. You gonna, come on. Husband, someone, someone look at your wife. You going to fight for that woman or what? Don't be looking at my woman. <laughs> I mean, we fight for things, don't we? In the flesh, in the world, amen, we were fighting for what belongs. It's inside of each one of us. But I'm not saying to give up or quit what hits our life, church. You see, there are many Christians that surrender and quit when they're going through a trial. Come on, they're going through a battle, amen. A storm hits their life, amen. And how many know, man, there are some things that we're going to have to learn to fight through. 
Come on, how many know that we are in a spiritual war battle? Come on, the, the, the battle is not against flesh and blood, the Bible says, amen, but against principalities, against those evil forces that are coming against you, amen. But there are so many Christians today, and I can tell you in this generation of the millenniums, amen, they don't know how to fight. They know how to quit. It's the truth. I'm not putting you down if that's, that's your generation. I'm talking about the generation alone don't know how to fight. They're still hanging on to mom and dad. They, they, they can't stand on their own. Come on. Because they haven't got taught how to do it. We lost a generation. And we got so busy the generation before that we forgot to teach the generation that followed. Because in this spiritual warfare church, if you don't know how to fight the devil, you're going to have a hard time serving God. But if you learn how to fight and put that full armor on, come on, church. You can have some mean battles. Come on. How many like to watch a good fight? Boxing fight? I, I don't really get into a lot of UFC fighting. I mean, it's kind of crazy. But those guys, man, they're fighting to the end. And see, some of you guys quit at the end. You don't fight, amen. The bell rings for another round, and you're like, oh, I don't need to fight anymore. It's too hard. It's too hard to serve God. It's too hard. You know what, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to go drink and cuss. It's a lot easier. <laughs> Come on, let's be real. It's so easy to just do whatever you want to do. See, doing the will of God requires obedience. It requires obedience, church. See, when it comes to obedience to God, we must all surrender in order to grow. If you want to grow, you want maturity in your life, you want to discover the will of God in your life, church, you're going to have to come through obedience, but you're going to have to surrender to God. Say, here's my life, God. Do whatever you want. Use me. We need people to say, use me, God. If you can use anybody, use me. Do we say that today? Does the church say that today? That they want to be used by God. See, a lot of people don't do that because they don't want to obey God. And when they don't obey God, church, people don't grow. To be a bunch of babies in a church. Right? Some of you guys have been here for a long time, but you're still on the bottle. Hello? Come on. Or you got off the bottle, but then you will go back to the bottle. You, you don't, you, you, Paul even says, you know what, I've got to give you spiritual milk because some of you guys are still babes in Christ. You, 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 I can't give you the meat. I can't give you the, the stuff because you don't know how to chew on it. I've got, I got to teach you all over again. I've got to teach you how to be that. And we need to go and say, see, when we're shrinking back, church, it, it becomes through immaturity and not obedience to God. And we go back to being the child again or the babes in Christ. Come on, somebody say amen. See, in order for maturity to come, you've got to get some personal experiences. Come on, somebody. At the Last Supper, Jesus told Peter, he came to Peter and he tells Peter, you know, Satan desires to have you. He said he wants to sift you like wheat. But Jesus goes and tells Peter after this, he said, you know what, I prayed for you, Peter. 
I pray that your faith will not fail you. So when he does come and when you do fall short, repent and go forward and encourage others. So here he is. He says, you know, Satan wants to, he wants to take you out, Peter. He wants to take you out. He, he, doesn't, he wants to do that. He wants to sift you, amen. But Peter, I pray for you that your faith doesn't fail you. So you know what Peter's response is? Check this out. In Luke chapter 22, 33 to 34, Peter says like this, I'm ready to go to prison with you and even die for you, Lord. Come on, all of us have said that. Come on. That's it. I'm, 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 I'm serving Christ for life. You get saved. You get excited. Say, That's it. I'm done with the world. I'm done, amen, with everything else. I'm in. Count me in, Jesus. I'll never leave you. I'll die for you. Bring it on, devil. Nobody said that. <laughs> We've all said that. We all made a vow to the Lord. Come on, we all said something. So Peter's responding, I'm ready to go to prison with you, even die for you. But Jesus tells Peter, oh, Peter, Peter, let me tell you something, Peter. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you're going to deny me three times that you even, you never even know, know me. See, Jesus could have warned Peter what was to come. He could have told the other disciples, I want you to stay with Peter, amen, and encourage him not to fail. But why didn't Jesus do that? He knew he was going to fail. That's why he told Peter, when you have repented, strengthen your brothers and encourage your brothers. Listen, some things only are learned by experience. Come on, somebody. See, if you're going to be a, a disciple maker in 2019, uh, you're going to have to release disciples to be who they are without interfering in order for them to gain experience. Let me tell you, I can't be there holding your hand through your walk of Christianity and saying, get up, boy, all the time. There's times I'm going to teach you and I'm going to release you in order for you to gain personal experience. Come on, somebody. I'm not being mean or I don't want to spend time with you. Sometimes you're going to have to learn some things on your own. Hello? I had a, I, come on, you ever learn things on your own? Amen. Man, man, I should not have done that one. <laughs> come on, come on, somebody. Hello? Well, where's my well? <laughs> come on. Come on. How many here said, man, why did I say that? Come on. You know, why did I do that? Or why did, you ever just made a bad choice? But we gained from that choice. We gained from that. You know, God could have warned you in the dream. But some of us would probably ignore him anyway. <laughs> Hello. There's so many times God does warn you and then God releases you. Okay. I told you, you don't want to listen to me. You're not listening to the Holy Spirit. You're not listening to the word. You're on your own, buddy. And we mess up. We fall short. But there's some people that because they don't go through maturity, they stay fallen. And they blame God for the mistake of their choice. Hello. Come on, we got to be mature enough to say, you know what? This is my bad. I've messed up, God. And it comes to what? 
repentance. So he t- he, Jesus tells Peter, you know what? This is going to happen to you. The devil's going to attack you. But Peter, I've been praying for you. That your faith holds you up. And when you get ready, when he does come, and when you do fall, because you're going to fall, and you repent and get right with me, I want you to tell others about your experience. That, you, that way you can strengthen them. And you can encourage them to not fall down the way you did. Come on, somebody. See, after they were taught, you have to release them to make their own mistakes. I'm talking to parents, too. You've trained your child. When they come of age, you've got to release them. Moms, don't worry. God has them. And I know that you worry sometimes, and that's okay, but you're going to have to not let it take away your faith. That my son, my daughter will come back because I taught them well. They're going to make some bad choices. They're going to fall flat on their faces. But you've got to understand, when they come home, you're going to be there to say, I'm right here. And I've been praying for you. Come on, somebody. Come on. You've got to release them to, for their own mistakes and to have their own successes. See, when Jesus came walking on the water, do you know that Jesus didn't ask Peter to walk on the water? You read the scripture, he didn't ask him. Peter asked Jesus, if it's you, Lord, let me walk on the water with you. Right? It wasn't God's idea. It was whose idea? Peter's idea. Jesus could have said, you know what, Pete? I don't think that's a good idea. Come on. You're going to end up sinking, and I'm going to end up saying, you of little faith. Why? Because I'm God. (laughs) I know what's going to happen, Peter. It's not, it's, not, it's not going to be pretty. You're going to cry like a little girl. <laughs> and it's not going to look good. But what does Jesus say to him? All right, then, you think you're ready? Come. Right? Knowing that Peter would fail. Church, this is disciple making in action. Come on, this is the, see, our model from Praise Chapel, amen, of our founder, amen, uh, Mike Neville, amen, was to go for it. Go for it. This is what made our fellowship great, amen. It was a man that believed with ideas and people that wanted to do something for God that said, go for it. This is right here at the, at the uh, Whittier, right? This is Whittier, East L.A.? Golden Gate, that's Golden Gate right there, amen. Uh, and you know what? This is a revival that hit there. It broke out, amen, in Maywood, went to East L.A., amen, uh, and the Golden Gate Theater, and then it went to the Huntington Park, amen. This is an area, amen, where people was go for it. This was a model from our, our co-founder, amen, our pastor that passed away, Mike Neville. Go for it. Were we ready? In some cases, no. But let me tell you, we grew from it. We grew from it. We grew from there, amen. Listen, we need more people going for it in 2019. I said we need more people going for it in 2019. Come on, will you be those people of old for today? People that say, you know what, I'm not educated. I'm not the smartest pastor, but I got a burden in my heart. I got a desire in my heart, God. I want to do something for you. I don't want to live a same old, same old. I don't want to just be an attender. I want to be a participator. I want to do something. for. Come on, it's anyone in this house. I want to do something for God. 
Not to make a name for myself, but to give him all the glory. We need more people to go for it. And when we do, church, I can tell you right now that some of us will fail. But that's okay. Because through the failure, you're going to gain experience to do it again. Come on, somebody. Listen, there are things that we learned from this drama that we did. Come on, seriously. Come on. Things that we can do differently next time because let me tell you, they did a great job. I mean, there was Oscar performing performances here, man. I mean, from everyone, man. I'm telling the Lee Rose, the Grinch. Man, that was the most hilarious Grinch. And it, it was so, the, the work to it, the, 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 I mean, everything was just, man, I was like, I was so proud, like, yeah. Man, I want to go on Facebook and just blast everybody. I don't do that kind of stuff. But I, but I was so proud of our church. And then there was things I posted, amen, but, but man, I was so, I mean, my, my, my heart grew three times. <laughs> because I fell in love with our church. I was like, man, this is so Cool, the kids and everyone doing their part. The mayor over here, man, he played an excellent role, man. It was just, it was so awesome from the, the music. The, I mean, everything was just so cool. But we gained some experience. Why? Because we went for it. This was not something that was thought up in the middle of the year. This was something that was thought up three weeks before. And I, and I could have told my wife, you know what, I don't think we're going to be ready. I'm just going to preach an Easter, or not an Easter, but a Christmas message. I'm already jumping in Easter, see, hallelujah. But I'm, I'm going to preach the message, amen, there will be new people. We, we, we've never done a drama before, so uh, we don't do that here at PCLV. <laughs> but I told my wife, go for it. I have to, I have to, I had to practice what has been taught to me. And I, I released her, I said, babe, do it. And all the, all, the, all the scenes are going up and everything's going. I see the hard work that's going on with everybody doing their part and all, everybody putting their, their, their hands to it. It was so cool. And, and even times of maybe even frustration through the, through the times of putting it. And I, even, I was even telling my wife, you know what, baby, you know, if it doesn't happen right now, it's, it'll, it'll, it'll happen. Just keep working. We're going to keep all this stuff. Actually, I kept all the stuff still, too. It was a lot. I started looking. I came. To put everything down, I started looking at every work that was done, every detail. Man, they were there to two in the morning painting on cold floors. Amen. I was like my 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 daughter-in-law and my my wife just painting things. I said, "You guys are crazy. Get in." <laughs> Hallelujah. But they 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 they, they was their heart just doing that. I seen all the detail work, and I said, "I can't throw this away." I mean, I already threw the chimney away. <laughs> I started tearing down like me. All right, all right, let's throw it all away. Clean up, clean up time. But I kept those other displays. I said, we need a better chimney anyway. Get a little stronger one. We'll, get a little, we'll, we'll start to invest throughout the year, and everything's going to be off the hook next year, even greater. But I, I was so proud of them coming together. But through that, we gained. That's putting something in my heart for an Easter drama now that I'll direct. I said, God, we need an Easter drama. I want that rock to roll. I want Jesus. It's going to be a Jesus, bro. <laughs> I want Jesus to come out, amen. The 
alive again. Hallelujah. I want the crowd to go wild. Amen. Man. We're going to have, we're going to have, we're gonna, we need soldiers that will whip him. Who wants to whip brother? <laughs> no, ladies, you can't whip him. Amen. It has to be soldiers. Amen. <laughs> but we're going to go for it. We learned, amen, we will not gain experience if we did not go for it, church. Listen, Jesus saw that through his failure that Peter was going to have the opportunity to let go of what? Self-will. And become the man that totally depend himself on God. Come on, when he began to sink, when he came out and said, can I come? Is that really you, Lord? Then ask me to come out. And so he comes out, amen. He starts walking on water, starts to sink in it. And then from that, he, 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 he learned something. He gained something right there and then. You know, God, I depend on you. God, I need you. God, I can't do you. Do this without you. God, save me. Became a man that was totally dependent by God. He gained experience. Real failure. He sank. He thought he was going to walk, but because he was in his own mind, I'm doing this. This is my idea. I'm going out there. It wasn't God's idea. He went out, failed, and then depends on God again. God listens, picks him up once again. You have little faith. Did he tell Peter off that day? He said, man, I told you. No. He was telling, man, you got to build your faith up a little here, Peter. You're going to gain something through this. Now, this is not something that we do to people. We don't set up people to fail. Pastor, who can we set up to fail today? Come on, I think we need to work on brother so-and-so. Let's set him up to fail. We don't do that, church. Now, I'm not saying that there'll be times where I'll tell you, you know what, bro, go for it. You know what, sis, go for it. But let me tell you something also. I won't let you do something that will take you out either. I'm the shepherd. I'm the overseer, the under-shepherd of this flock. So if I see something that's going to hurt you, I'm going to stop you. And say, you know what, I don't think that's a good idea. But if there's other things, I don't see no harm. It's in your heart. I'm going to say go for it. If we fail, we gain still. Come on. That's why we need more people to go for it. Come on. A lot of us have been in the boat. We need some Peters to jump out of the boat in 2019. We need need people to just step out and say, you know what? I want to do something crazy and radical. I'm not saying stupid or dumb. (laughs) Crazy and radical. I don't want you to jump on the building. I'm going to jump off this building and Jesus is going to catch me just like he caught Jesus when he jumped off. The whole media team and, you know, ABC News and all this stuff. Yeah, watch me. I'm going to prove that there is a God. No, we're going to see you die that day. (laughs) See, Peter could have been lost in the process. But the important thing is that Jesus warned him ahead of time. He assured him of his love and his concern for him. And he said, I prayed for you, Peter. Jesus was there to help him afterwards to bring focus back into his life. He said, Peter, I'm right here. 
When you make mistakes, I'm always going to reach out and grab you. Every time you ask for help or call out to help for me, I'm going to be right there, Peter. I'm going to be right there for you. Each time you step out, you cry out to me, God, I'm going to be there for you. The word says I'll never leave you nor forsake you. See, we need Peters that will crawl out, cry out in their failure instead of, you know, uh, drowning in their pride. I don't know if you caught that. We need people that will cry out on their failure to God instead of drowning in their pride. We, we, we have to understand, church, we need to cry out to God when we fall and we say, God, this was in my heart. This is what I wanted to do, but I failed you. You see, after the resurrection, Jesus met the disciples by the sea. The story says they were fishing all night. So Jesus shows up and starts to make breakfast for them. Fish, chorizo con papas, you know, brought all the, brought all the stuff to eat. And then he speaks to Peter. In John chapter 21, verse 15 and 19, after breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He says, yes, you'll. Yes, Lord. Peter replied, you know I love you. Then feed my lambs, the Lord told him. And Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know I love you. And take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. And he said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Then Jesus said, then feed my sheep. I tell you the truth. When you were young, you were able to do as you liked. You dressed yourself and went wherever you wanted to go. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and others will dress you and take you where you don't want to go. And Jesus said this to let him know what kind of death he would, uh, what kind of death he would glorify God. And then Jesus said to him, follow me. See, disciple making involves us to surrender to the will of God. Jesus was telling Peter, amen, when you were young, you did whatever you wanted to do. You followed your own desires. You followed your own ambitions. You developed your own personality. You did what you wanted to do, Peter. You see that throughout Peter's journey, you see that as you read the life of Peter, amen. Come on, when he was walking with Jesus, throughout his walk with the Lord, Peter really did what he wanted to do. If you really look at him. He was not a person that really obeyed God. If you, if you study the life of Peter, when Jesus came, uh, walking to him on the water, he said, Lord, if it's you, uh, let me walk to you by walking on the water. See, walking on the water, as I said before, was Peter's idea, not Jesus'. When the soldiers came to arrest Jesus in the garden, who was it that cut off the ear of the soldier by bringing out his sword? Peter. Did the Lord tell him to cut the ear off? No, see, Peter wanted to do what he wanted to do. Church, his impulses and ambitions were acted out by his own 
feelings, though they were good feelings. Let me know that he was trying to protect the Lord. It wasn't a bad thing, but the Lord didn't tell him to do that. See, most of his life, Peter walked in his own will while serving God. I want you to catch that. Jesus had to deal with that, with that part of his personality. Peter thought, if I get a feeling, well, I'm going to move on it. If it feels right, you know what, I'm just going to do it. See, there's a lot of Christians out there thinking it's a good thing. And how many know there's a lot of good things for God, but they're not God things that he's telling you to do? You know, there's a lot of things that, you know what, I want to do this and I want to do that. Well, did God really tell you to do it or is this something of your own desire? Are you following me? See, this is how Peter was. I mean, he simply did. He was, a, he was a disciple of Jesus Christ. God was studying him. He was doing his own will. He loved the Lord. He, you see it on the scripture. I, I love you. I love you more than, do, than feed my lambs. Do what you need to do, Peter. He's doing what he needs, he's doing. He thinks he's doing what he needs to do. He already told him, you know what, this is to come. They're going to arrest me. Even Peter says, no, 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 no way. I'll die for you. I'll fight for you. No, he said, you're not listening to me, Peter. You're not obeying me. You're doing what you want to do. Can I tell you a little something, church? There's a Peter in all of us. Jesus tells him here. See, Peter, when you were young in the Lord, you did what you wanted to do. You developed this during your life. But now Jesus tells Peter, now that you're older, Listen, now that you've grown and are mature in the Lord, you're going to have to surrender to the will of God. Listen, when you and I surrender to the will of God, it's going to go against your will. Come on, somebody. Come on. It's going to involve things that, let me tell you something, you're not going to like. Hello. Come on, he's going to ask you to go to places that you don't want to go. Hello. Let me tell you, Vegas was not my idea. I wanted Hawaii. <laughs> Praise Chapel Hawaii, another one, amen. I wanted to be tropical. I said, I can save all the islanders, Lord. We can have service on the islands, Hawaiian style. <laughs> but he says, go to Vegas, to the heat, and you're going to feel a little hell. <laughs> But there's a people there. And I said, yes, Lord. There's times where I don't want to do what he's telling me to do. Today would have been a perfect day to kick back and eat menudo with my wife. And say, I don't feel like preaching today, Pastor. <laughs> Lord, I want to stay home. Well, I gave you a restless vacation. So go preach. Okay, right, you're right. I can tell you right now, even Restmas was not my idea. It was the Lord for you. And I hope you understand that. It wasn't pastor being nice. It was the Lord saying rest up because we're going to fight in 2019. So I hope you understand that. That everything I do is not something that I want to do. It's something that the Lord's telling me to do for you. For your benefit. 
I mean, you can give me prompts all you want. I got a food pastor off all week. I'll take that. But bottom line, I'm here to let you know the Lord that wanted you to rest and get caught up on some things, tighten up some things for 2019. And I may say, thank you, Lord, for that rest. Even if it was that Wednesday night, I thank the Lord because I was able to do some things and then bring some rest at the end. Get my mind and thought together for the new year. But the Lord would ask you today, do you love me? Do you love me? If he asks you personally by your name, if you put your name in front of that, that, that sentence there, he's saying, your name, do you love me? I want you really to answer that in your mind. Do you really love the Lord? And of course, all of us are going to say, yes, Lord, you know I love you. You can feed my sheep. You ask you again, do you love me? Lord, we're all going to say it again. You know I love you. And do what I'm telling you to do. You ask you a third time, Lord, to say your name again. It says, do you love me? Lord, you know I love you. Are you asking me these all the time? And live the way I'm telling you to. And obey my word. Because my word gives you life. And your decisions that you're making on your own is bringing death. And Satan wants to sift you like wheat in 2019. But he'll go on and say, you know what? I pray that your faith won't fail you when you fail. Because I'm here to let you know all of us are going to fail. And when you fail and get right and repent and you call out to God, he's going to pick you up. My son, my daughter, you have little faith. It's okay. I've been here all along. Come on, let's go. You gain experience from that fall. Why? Not to do it again. See, that's what made David such a great man after, uh, the Bible says a man after God's own heart because he knew how to repent. And he didn't want to fail God anymore because he learned from that experience and says, you know what? I will never do that again. See, there's some things that we go through life that God's trying to teach you. That way you won't do it again. And why do we fall? Because it's our own desire. But if we live the way God and discover the will of God for our lives, because everyone here, there's a purpose and destiny for you. I'm, not, I'm here to let you know you're not an intender. God created you to be a participator. All of us have talents and gifts that you can offer to the Lord. Whatever that may be, you ask him, he'll show you. And then he'll give you other gifts. If you've been faithful with a few, you'll be faithful with a much. God gives you this little talent and you think, man, this is all I'm going to do for the Lord. And you're all excited. And all of a sudden he opens more doors. You go, I'm uncomfortable here. 
new challenges. But the Lord's saying, come. Here you go, okay. I've stepped on so many, out of so many boats on my own, and there's things, there's things that the Lord has called me out to do through my life and through, my, through this journey with, with God that's take, taken me higher and higher. I've experience. I've faltered. I've failed. I fail. I will continue to fail, but I will continue to grow and learn from those mistakes. As long as your life is in the will of God. In John chapter 21, 20, 20 to 22, this is right after Jesus asks the question, do you love me? Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved was following. Talking about John. This is the one that leaned up against, his, uh, his, uh, against Jesus at the Last Supper and said, Lord, who's going to betray you? And Peter said, saw him and asked, Lord, what about him? What about that guy right there? And Jesus answered, if, I want, if you want to remain alive until I return, what, it is, what is it to you? You just must follow me. See, in other words, Peter is saying, it's not your business what I ask him to do. You just keep following me. See, listen, church, don't get caught up with what people are doing or not doing in 2019. You've got to just keep doing what Jesus is telling you to do. And just follow Christ in 2019. Don't look at everybody else. Well, he's not doing that. How about them? They're not doing. Don't worry about what they're doing or not doing. Are you doing what I'm telling you to do? See, that's the question that follows. Do you love me? Then don't worry about anybody else. Are you doing what I'm telling you to do? See, God speaks to all of us. Through over the pulpit, through your word, through your prayer time, devotion time. He's speaking to each one of us and saying he's telling you what you need to do. He's not saying put your eyes on others. Keep your eyes on me and just follow me. And if we can all just do our part, you don't have to worry about anybody else's part, church. That's my, that's my, that's my part as the overseer. It's my wife's part as the overseer. That we're here to guide everybody and help everybody find their will and purpose and desire for God. You see, if people just do what they're asked, then the Lord is going to put what he needs to put in your heart. Nobody will be comparing you to nobody because you'll be too busy doing what God told you to do. See, if you want to be a disciple maker, you need to work with God. Come on, we're helping, we're helping people to discover the joys of surrendering to the will of God and discover their unique callings, gifts, and ministry. Come on, but it comes through working with God. But this only happens when God is active at work in life, both in the disciple and the disciple maker. See, Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy 1-2. He says, night and day I remember you in my prayers. Jesus told Peter, I prayed for you. Yet Peter was still going to fail. Was Jesus going to give up on Peter after he denied him? No. Jesus rose from the dead, amen, and he told the woman at the tomb to give Peter a personal message from me. This is after he denied him. In Mark chapter 16, verse 7, it says, Now go and tell his disciples, and tell his disciples, including Peter, Notice that they, they, he puts them out. He doesn't say all the, he says, and Peter. 
I want you to go and tell the disciples, including Peter, who's feeling miserable right now, who's feeling, man, I, I messed up, who's feeling remorseful. He's feeling like, man, I, I failed God. He's never going to love me again. He's saying, you know what, go tell the disciples, including my son Peter, to go ahead, that Jesus is going ahead to Galilee, and he'll see him there, just as he told him before he died. Who was that church? He knew. He warns them. Satan's going to sift you. He's going to be mad. I pray for you, Peter. Peter gets all crazy, does things that the Lord tells him not to do and still loves him. He raises, he raises from the dead. Peter's miserable because he denied him. Not once, but three times, just like the Lord said. And he says, you know what? I'm not. I'm alive to tell all the disciples. Oh, yeah, to make sure Peter knows. And I'm going to go ahead of them. I'm going to meet them. And I'll be there waiting for all the disciples. Oh, yeah, Peter. Make sure Peter knows. I love him so much. He's my boy. And then he talks to and stop moping on your failures and start doing what I told you to do. Stop moping on your failures of 2018 or years behind you guys. God loves you. He's forgiven you. If you repent, he's forgiven you. And he says, you know what? Let's go do it. Let's go do it. Simply follow me. Don't worry about nobody else. Maybe you kept your eyes on somebody else and, they, and, and you've fallen short. If you put your eyes on man, man will fail you. But God will never fail you. Come on. He looked towards others. I have, there's many people, mentors in my life, but if they fail, it doesn't knock me out. I just do what was taught to me. I pray for them. That's what Jesus says. I prayed for you that your faith will not fail you. I mean, how good as I close today. It must have felt to Peter when they brought him the message. They haven't given up on you, Peter. The Lord says he hasn't given up to you. What he told you before, he wants to meet you. Yeah, he's calling all you guys. He just called the other guys, you guys over there. But Peter, he wants you to be there. I mean, how, how good he must have felt to hear that. See, we all have the same confidence that when we fail, that Jesus will say to each of his disciples here today, that's found in Matthew 28, 20, and be sure of this, I'm always with you, even to the end of the age. Come on, we got to help each other to be better men and women of God in 2019. we got to help each other discover the will of God for our lives. And the goal of the church is maturity. And be conformed to the Christ-like character. See, mature means this. There's one more thing on the board. Based on slow, careful consideration. When we do see things in the kingdom of God, even in our lives, we've got to really think slow on what we're about to do. And really be careful on this consideration. And when we do things like that, church, 
maturity comes. Now, I'm not talking about spontaneous. Spontaneous is things from the Lord. Holy Spirit drops some things. There's spontaneous movements. But the bottom line is, we got to be consistent in our maturity by being slow. What I'm about to do, I better consider this because I gotta, I gotta, there's going to be some consequences on whatever I do. So I better think about this really carefully. And when you do things like that, you're not being dumb. You're not being over, over uh, analyzing things. You're being mature. You know, when you're buying a house, you're not just going to jump in the house. You have a sand move. Oh. No, you're going to really think about what you're going to do because it's going to change the person. When you get up to move to another city, you got to think about anything that you do, major things, is based on maturity. Guys, learn from Christmas, but live by your wife next Christmas. Careful decisions. Slow. Don't make the purchase real quick. Careful consideration. That's what I did. I started saying, that's what I like. I don't share that. I don't share that. Come on, don't get things that you like. <laughs> get things you share. Amen. Let's all stand up.